the Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwelladulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. I like that theme song. It'll be changing soon. Yeah, it will be time to change that soon enough. And the reason is because we're like fast approaching our 100th episode and there is no reason to keep that beyond that. It's time for all things new, new format, new, well, it's about to say new host, but that's not happening, but just new things. And one of those things will be new music. Don't hold me to that because I am not to be held to anything, but the 100th show is coming up. I've actually been doing this a hundred times. Me and Reggie. Yeah, that Reggie. But anyway, that's another topic for another time. Let's get into today's topic. All right, check it. I'm old. Well, well, let me correct that. I'm older. I'm not old. I'm older in relative terms, basically. I guess old is more about a feeling than something that can be measured by age. Or at least that's what an older person would say. Or an old person, old, older, whatever it is. But anyway, part of the reason I bring that mess up is because I was reading one day and I saw an article about Tracy Ellis Ross. You know Tracy Ellis Ross from Blackish. She is Diana Ross's daughter, one of her daughters. I don't know how many kids Diana Ross has, but it doesn't matter. Tracy Ellis Ross is the most famous of the children that, that Diana has. And like I said, she's on the show Blackish. She was on the show Girlfriends, which was really popular back in the day. And I have to say, well, I don't have to say it, but I just feel compelled to say it because I am a man. She is rather attractive. And if I'm older or old or whatever you want to call it, then she's old too. She's 49. I'm 51. Now, the reason that I bring all of that up, because it is rude to mention a woman's age, so I'm not just throwing her under the bus like that. I bring it up for a reason. And the reason that I bring that up is because Tracy Ellis Ross is at the age of the woman that I date. I date women now in their mid to late 40s. Last relationship I was in, the woman, she was 48, 49. And when I think about my last few girlfriends, they were in their mid 40s or something like that. So we're talking about the range, the age range of the woman that I date. That is the reason that I'm bringing this up. That is the reason I'm talking about this. And Tracy Ellis Ross, she falls into that demographic, just like the demographic that listens to this podcast. So, like me, Tracy Ellis Ross, she's single, like me. Tracy Ellis Ross, she's never been married. So actually, maybe I have a shot. Or maybe not, but hey, I like to think positively. Or maybe I don't. I don't really know. Is it positive if I dated Tracy Ellis Ross or not? And I'll tell you why in a second. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the article was about her and what she was going through. And specifically her journey through perimenopause. Now, forgive me for being naive, but 
when I was coming up, there was menopause. That was all that I had ever heard of growing up. And I didn't know much about it back then because I was too young to really know about it or more specifically care about it. But menopause was all that I had ever heard of without really knowing what that meant. I wasn't even hip to anything called perimenopause. As a matter of fact, I wonder if that was even a thing when I was growing up or if it's one of those newfangled things that they attached to menopause just as time went by. Or maybe it was because of some new discovery. I don't know. But the point is, I wasn't hip. And like I do when I find myself in a sea of ignorance, I Google. So that's what I did. All right. So before I continue, ladies, you can sit this episode out because this episode is more geared toward helping the brothers kind of navigate these waters, kind of explain some things to them. For those that don't know, for people that was in that, for the guys that was that sat in that same sea of ignorance trying to swim that I was in, I am here to educate. So ladies, like I said, you can sit this one out. And when I say you can sit this one out, I don't mean don't download the episode or don't listen to the episode. You still need to do that. And while you're at it, you need still need to tell 50 friends to tell 50 friends so we can get our own little susu going. But when I say you can sit this one out, like I said before, it just means that the episode is about educating the fellas. Hopefully. You ladies already know this because, ladies, if you don't know about perimenopause, I tell you what, you have, you really got a shock coming to you. But with that said, how can a woman not know? But I guess I shouldn't assume anything. Hey, I don't know. And and the reason that I don't know is because men don't really have anything like that. You know, we get old. We just get old. I mean, what happens to a man when they get old? I mean, that doesn't, that happens exclusively to men. I guess your dick stop, stop getting hard eventually. But that's usually because of diabetes. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Sorry, I got off on a little bit of a tangent, but at least I caught myself on like what I normally do when I go off on these tangents and things like that. But no judgment. If you know, you know. If you don't know, that's what we're here for. Anyway. Perimenopause, it happens in two stages. The early stage, it can start in the 30s. That was really a shocker when I first read that. But it usually happens between the ages of 40 and 44. Then there's the late stage, which usually starts in the late 40s or early 50s. Okay. The average length that it lasts is four years. And it can last for as long as 10 years. And it ends when women have gone through t- gone 12 months without having a period. Then at that point, that's when menopause starts. Now, I'm not even I'm not going any further than that because I'm stuck on perimenopause. I don't want to get into menopause. Maybe another episode, most likely never, but still, that's just that. So I'm not even touching that. I'm not mentally prepared for that. And I'm saying that as as if it's like some kind of struggle for me. Like, like I'm the one having to go through it when I'm actually not going through anything. Sorry, I'm not a woman. Thankfully, for several reasons. No offense, ladies. 
But yeah, men as stupid or whatever, whatever negatives we possess, I'll tell you what, yeah, yeah, we good on this side. But anyway, let's stay on perimenopause. I saw an article and that article listed 34 symptoms of it. Now, I won't go into all of those. This is a dating show, so I'll stick with the ones that selfishly, because I'm a man looking to date women, um, things that would selfishly impact me in dating and the fellows listening to this since women are taking them, sitting this one out. So amongst those 34, the ones that might apply to the fellows is obviously the one that is the most commonly spoken about, or at least the one we hear about the most are hot flashes. And I can relate to that because I have been frozen out of women's houses before because they have their AC on in the winter. It's like you walk into the house and, and the AC is set to like 60 or something like that. And you're like, sheesh, I forgot to bring a coat. I thought it was summer. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, they have the AC on in the winter instead of the heat, which is weird. And then there are things like vaginal dryness leading to some discomfort during sex. Obviously, you can see how that impacts you during dating. That can be a biggie, but there are products out there to help with that. So, man, that's not the worst thing in the world. But if it's uncomfortable to the woman, then it is the worst thing in the world. But, you know, there are ways to like kind of get around that. Now, the next one that I saw that was interesting to me was a lower sex drive. And that one, I'm just like, hmm, that's a bit of a head scratcher for me. And the reason that it's a head scratcher for me is because I don't know that I've found that one to be true. These women out here in these streets in their 40s and early 50s, at least, they are certified freaks that want it all the time, at least from my personal experiences. And I will say at least that's the single women that I know and have interacted with. I can't speak to the married ones. Maybe the married ones, maybe the married men would have a different perspective. But yeah, it doesn't seem like perimenopause or any kind of menopause is stopping the show for the single ladies out here because yeah, they're trying to they're trying to get it in. So I don't know about that. And I know as I'm saying that, I understand that it's a gross stereotype and I'm sorry, but it's interesting that I think it'd be the case, but I found it not to be that women's sex drive doesn't seem to be lower during these perimenopausal periods, but I don't know. Anyway, here's the other one that unfortunately I found to be true. And many men have spoken about it being true. The main symptom and one that everybody, no one will be surprised when I say it, are mood swings. Now, that one is a biggie. I'm like the vaginal dryness. Yeah. And honestly, I, I can't really knock it after reading what I read about this whole thing. <sighs> mood swings, it seems kind of understandable. I mean, if your body is going through all of those changes and adjustments and all of that stuff and you don't have any control over it, really, how can you not be moody from time to time? And while it's understandable, as I talk to you all on this podcast, while you're, while you're experiencing it in the midst of a relationship, it might not be so understandable, you know. I'm talking to you now. It makes perfect sense to me. 
shoe updated women that they acted like they were perimenopausal, even if they weren't. I don't know if they were or not. It's not the kind of thing you bring up in the midst of an argument because that would just make the argument worse. So you just assume. And then usually speaking for myself, I haven't been as understandable as I am appearing to be right now as I talk to you and I'm single out here in these streets. As a matter of fact, when you're in it and you might be the object of a mood swing, you're usually not thinking as a guy, oh, she's just having a perimenopausal mood swing. Oh, and I need to be extra sensitive to what she's going through right now. Nah, fellas not usually thinking that. Usually guys are thinking when they're the objects of a mist of a mood swing is basically fuck this bitch. Sorry. But yeah, that's oftentimes what a man is actually thinking. When he probably should be thinking more like the extra sensitive and being more understanding of what she's going through. Because again, we can't relate to it. So <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. As a single man, though, dating perimenopausal women. It's kind of like walking into a dark room that you hadn't been in before and you don't know where the furniture is. So you keep like bumping into things despite how hard you tried to avoid it. Hopefully that made some sense. But yeah, that was the only analogy that I could think of because you don't really know what you're walking into when you're meeting these women and you're dating these women and you don't know what they're going through. So you just kind of clueless and since we don't go through that we can't relate to it it just makes us even more clueless like like you're dating women at this age so it's safe to say that they're in some kind of phase of menopause but you don't really know what phase and how that might be affecting them if it's affecting them at all And when you do see the behavior that might indicate a mood swing, you don't know if it's actually a mood swing or if it's just their personality, like I said earlier. I think I said it earlier. Well, I'm saying it now. See, when you've been married, you see the changes and you know exactly what it is because, you know, you were married to them. You knew them before perimenopause or anything like that. You knew them when they were young and vibrant and all that stuff. And then you're married to them and you see the change. And at least you can say, okay, I know what it's like when she's good. So she must be going through something now. You know, so that makes sense. But when you're single, just starting to date someone, you don't know what's what. It's, it's It's like you're both prisoners to this state of being that she's not even responsible for. And well... I in no way mean to equate what she's going through to to what me as a guy goes through and trying to date or learn or understand this woman while she's going through it. I'll just say that it can be a little confusing. And it might require some patience that as a guy, you have to evaluate if she's worth having patience for. We're just dating. So I don't know what to make of any of this. So anyway, going back to the article on Tracy Ellis Ross, she said that the perimenopause was, quote, you know, I'm quoting now, frying her brain. As a guy meeting this woman with the hope of dating and being with her 
I can only imagine how anyone that describes their brain as prime could be dateable. Now she's 49 and single, so I might speak to some other things too, but hey, I can say that same thing about myself. So I'm not gonna knock her hustle. Better to be single than um, divorced 15 times, but hey, no judgment. We do our thing. So again, again, I'm not knocking her for having the experiences and however that manifested itself, I couldn't blame, I couldn't blame the person, but it doesn't make me want to rush into a relationship with that person either. Again, you don't know if it's her or the menopause because you just met her. Another example is Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union in that same article was referenced. And she said that she thought that she was, quote, losing her mind. Imagine that one. She also said that she thought that she was suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's. How deep is that? And I'm sure, and I'm sure, I'm sure those, those are feelings that way too many women can relate to. Now, me being the human being that I am, the decent human being that I am, I don't like to just be negative during the course of these entire podcasts. So I like to balance things out. And one of the ways that I balance that out is to try to bring some good news to the party. <laughs> I'll try. I don't know how successful I'll be, but hey, I like to be positive. Again, ladies. You probably know this already, but for the fellas listening, here you go. Exercise and eating healthy are both good things that help. Getting enough sleep, that's a positive as well, if you can sleep in the midst of the hot flashes. Then I read that you can get hormone therapies and antidepressants that can help through the process. I'm talking about 10 years, maybe. so. But hey, whatever works. That's my motto. Unless, of course, it kills you in the end, which means it wouldn't be working. But anyway, whatever works. So just when you think that you might have dating all figured out. Well, does anybody really have dating figured out, to be honest? At least I'm smarter in dating now than I was 10 or 20 years ago. But just when you think you have dating figured out, here comes yet another wrinkle that drives men and women apart. And with all of that, with all of the issues that I've had in finding my soulmate or twin flame as Reggie, yeah, that Reggie used to say, I have another issue to wrestle with when meeting and dating women. And and, and please excuse me, ladies. <laughs> as yeah. I'm not trying to say that, you know, because I know that some of you are rolling your eyes. So I'm not trying to equate my issues in finding love with your issues in dealing with this health battle. So I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like that, like it's all about me. But, you know, when trying to meet somebody and date them, that is something that as a guy, you kind of have to factor in. Yeah. 
I'm imagining that every man in his 50s has never been married. It's just as clueless as I am. And let this be a lesson to all the fellas out there. Because I like to end these podcast episodes with loving comments because I'm a loving individual. Damn it. Be a little bit more patient and understanding. You know, when you meet women, when you deal with women, regardless of how you see them or whatever, be a little bit more kind. You never know what that woman that you met is going through. So that's how I end it. See, I try to end it on a positive note, positive vibes and all of that good stuff. I don't know if I did, but man, that seems like a lot to go through. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm sorry that you have to go through that. Yeah, I do. Let me end by saying this. Because I talk a lot about men and women missing each other. The thing about it that's interesting to me is as I've crossed over half a century and I'm still dating, that's the reason for this podcast and stuff like that. I am still amazed at this age and stage of my life, how I feel when I meet someone that has potential and I can see something in the two of us. And I'm imagining that a lot of other people feel that way, but it really does kind of take you back to like when you were a kid. One thing out of all the dating stuff that gets stale over the years and decades and all of that stuff, the one thing that doesn't get old, at least for me, and I'm imagining for other people out there, is when you meet someone that you actually like, that kind of makes you excited, you can still get excited regardless of how many bad experiences you've been through and stuff like that. You can still meet someone that, you know, when you lay your head on the, when you lay your head on the pillow, thinking about that person makes you smile. It's amazing how with all of the stuff that gets old, talking on the phone gets old, um, first dates get get old, that stupid introductory conversation, where you from, where you from, that gets old. Even as you get to know the person and you're going through the routines of dating and you start to get to know each other and you settle into a routine, that gets kind of old and boring. But out of everything, that encompasses a relationship, the thing that never gets old is when you meet someone and you're excited about them. I just find that interesting. I just find that so interesting. Yeah, so on that note, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. Yeah, so ladies, I wish you love. I wish you Whatever I can wish you, it doesn't really matter because my wishing you whatever is not going to help you through this perimenopausal phase that you might be in. But let this, again, be a call to the fellas to be a little bit more understanding, a little bit more nurturing, especially you all that's married. You married guys, you all should definitely be more sensitive and more in tune and all of that stuff. At least as single people, we get to be assholes because it's like, shit, I don't understand what this mess is. Shoot, why are you bringing all that mess to me?
that's probably not the right way either. Anyway, I'm out of here. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I've done enough for the day. Reggie, you got something to say? Reggie doesn't have anything to say. Reggie will have something to say, though. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. And Reggie will have something to say pretty soon. Hmm. We'll see. Anyway, thank you all for stopping by as always. I'm always happy to see you. I appreciate you as I always do. Drop me a line. I don't throw out my email address enough, but I'll do it right now. It is michael at datingwelladulting.com. You can still um, send something to Reggie at Redenbush at datingwelladulting.com and continue to tell 50 friends to tell 50 friends. Check out your boys and I'm sorry for the sound quality issues. This is a one shot only deal. So yeah, as long as you can hear it, a as long as the content is good, a it is what it is. So on that note, I will say goodbye to you. Goodbye, Reggie says goodbye. And until next time, we'll holler.